Y'all better vote for Bronco Drummer. <laughs> a black president and shit, nigga. Oh, oh, this shit fucked up out here, nigga. Ain't no work, ain't no jobs. <laughs> yeah, we still got bills, though, nigga. Best believe, nigga. But do it all. What they want, Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 109 of All In With Kevin. I am your host, Kevin Lewis. In today's episode, I'm going to speak about the New York Jets' uh, frustrating loss to the New England Patriots this past Sunday and some other NFL stuff. Um, As far as the Jets, they lost 22-17 to the Patriots this past Sunday in what was yet another frustrating loss to the Patriots at MetLife. Um... It was it was a game that was pretty I I don't want to say ugly but nip and tuck is probably the way to go from the majority of the game and then the Patriots kind of took over in the third quarter when they outscored the Jets thirteen to nothing um it was the Jets were kind of soundly outplayed throughout that quarter and by that I, I mean the, the the Jets offense really didn't move the ball and then Zach started throwing the ball to the other team and blah 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 right. So, uh, first of all, I'll complain a little bit about the referee. Now, let me make it clear that uh, the Mac Jones pick six, where that that was the right call. But, but it, the my complaint isn't with the referees for making that call, right? My complaint is with the rule itself. I I don't know if the rule is the right, but how how the rules applied. There there we go. That's that's what I'm looking for. How the rule is applied is my issue. Yes, that's a roughing the passer in 2022. Why are you not allowed to hit the quarterback? Like, he 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 hit him. He made a normal hit. Like, it wasn't five seconds after the ball was thrown. It wasn't high. It wasn't low. It was a normal fucking hit. Why isn't a quarterback, let alone Mac fucking, McCorkle fucking Jones, allowed to be hit like that? And that is after the heinous, the, 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 the roughing that I actually disagree with. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I don't give a fuck um, about the application of the rule. Like, the rule, the, the call fucking sucked. On the third and three, where he ran for two yards, he put his head down. C.J. Mosley, who was trying to tackle, ended up hitting him high. Despite the fact he's outside the pocket, he's a runner, and he lowered his fucking head, they gave him 15 yards. Why? I don't fucking know. But the roughing the pass on the pick six was the right call. The application sucks. And that's all league-wide. We see this every week. I don't know why Jets fans were acting like it. just the Jets get um, get the shit end of that call. Everybody does. It happens on a week-in, week-out basis in the NFL. We saw the Chris Jones play from a few weeks back where he quite literally took the ball from Derek Carr to like roughing the passer, despite the fact that you can't pass if you don't have the ball in your hand. He took the ball out of his hands, they call roughing the passer. The Tom Brady call from the Falcons game was fucking ridiculous. On down the line. We see it every fucking week. What, why they why they were protecting Mac Jones so much, especially when like Mac is not that good number one, and referees don't care about the dirty shit he be doing, but he but he be on some dirty shit too. Same same guy also tried to bait a corner in, into a flag on the sideline by slow playing his way out of fuck that guy. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and spend thirty minutes bashing Master Mac Jones. Fuck him. Like he I don't like that guy. Everything from his racist ass face. To the dirty, to the dirty shit he'd be doing on the field, to the referees' um, beef, uh, beef riding on Sunday with regards to him and the fact that the jet, jet defenders apparently couldn't fucking touch him, 
I don't like that guy. But moving on. So so to the actual Jets. Um, the Zach Wilson thing is, and and if you don't if you don't like Zach Wilson complaints, turn this podcast off right now. If you don't, if if you're just. I know Jet fans are sensitive about him because he's the quarterback, and I'm not even saying this as no judgment. It's just the truth. If you don't like Zach Wilson complaints, turn the podcast off, bro. I just I get it. We're supposed to have patience. Rome wasn't built in a day. Like start start playing starting quarterback in NFL is hard. Developing uh, developing a quarterback is hard. I understand all of these things. The Jets are also five and three, and they look like they're ready to make some noise. It's harder to be patient under those circumstances. I think that's fair to say, right? I think we could all agree it's harder to stay patient under circumstances where you know, right now, the quarterback is the weakest link. As far as the performance, like, the the thing that made that performance so frustrating is that you saw throughout the day at different points the kind of throws that you're waiting for, the kind of throws that, like, all right, yeah, that's what it looks like. And then you saw... The same shit we've been seeing since last year. You saw the bailing from from clean pockets. You saw the underthrowing, overthrowing, you name it, checkdowns. You saw the bad decision-making. You saw the extending a play for five minutes and then throwing the ball not, somehow not into the first fucking row. You managed to, to get it picked off on the sideline, even though I th- it was weird to me that that was actually called a pick because the guy's foot was out of bounds, but whatever. I, I kind of feel like you deserve that result when you throw it that close to the, to the field of play anyway, but... Regardless, I don't understand how that call was made, but we like you, you. You see that you see him missing open receivers down the field. You see the same stuff we've been seeing. Watching Zach bail from empty pockets is tiring. Watching Zach throw the ball to the other team is tiring. Watching Zach extend plays for fifty minutes, and then you know good and well that there's a decent enough chance he's going to put the ball in harm's way is tiresome, like, missing open receivers down the field with, with, with questionable accuracy is fucking tiresome. All of it is fucking tiresome. And I say this fully admitting that I just don't like the kid in the first place. I don't want them to draft him, number one. Um, his face bothers me. Like, I, ju- I just mentioned McCorkle's face. Like, Zach, Zach Wilson got that. I'm going to call my lawyer face. I hate it. I just don't... I, I don't care for him. I'm not in the... I'm not going to b- just kill him the way other people do on a consistent basis for everything. I'm not... I, I, mostly because I just don't want to argue, to be honest. I don't want to argue and he's 18 starts in. Hey, let's be fair here. He is 18 starts in. I'm not here to give him three, four more years to suck. Like, if he continues to be this fucking sorry at the end of the year, you have to look into replacing him. I don't know with who. That ain't my job. I don't know how. That ain't my job. But you got to look into replacing him if he continues to blatantly hold back the team because that's all that, that it is right now like the team is ready to go they're ready to do something and the quarterback is fucking holding them back that it is simple and plain it cannot be more obvious if you watch the games shit you can look at the stat lines too it could not be more obvious i'm not here to dunk on the kid every day i'm not here to belabor the point he has 18 starts in calling him a bust is ridiculous do i think the odds are in his favor fuck no would i bet on him being a success also, fuck no. Is he a bust? No, bro. It, it is It is his second year in the post. No, he's not a bust. He's not. Can he turn around and make something of himself? Yes. Can, can the Jets make the playoffs with him showing better, better shit than he showed in his first 18 starts? 
Absolutely. Do I like watching him play football? No. Do I like watching the brand of football that the Jets play, play especially without Brees Hall on the team? No. But ultimately, look, the, the, the type of – Zach is good from clean pockets, okay? So far, at least. He's been good from clean pockets. Problem is, he also spends a lot of time bailing from clean pockets, and he is the world's worst quarterback under any kind of scrutiny and pressure. That's not good. I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know off the top of my head guys who were bad against pressure, besides Josh Allen, because he was bad against everything. And I don't like bringing him up because he he is the mo- the world's most massive outlier. People are like, oh, look at Josh Allen. Like, I don't know if quarterbacks who are this bad against pressure, like I'm talking about heinous, last of the league type of bad against pressure and turn it around and become league average or better. I don't know. But Zach, and people don't necessarily want to hear it. Shit. I, me, myself, watching that game Sunday, I don't really want to hear it. But I'll say it. Zach has made progress. Because Zach is openly flat out better from clean pockets now than he was last year. And it's by a decent margin. Now, again, the other side is you cannot be a good quarterback if you are that bad against pressure. Because if you're that liable to either A, run yourself into a sack, B, hand the ball to the other team, it it is it, it is unsustainable to run a good off. Well, not even a good offense. For him to be a good NFL quarterback that way, it's just, it's not sustainable. Unless you build the world's greatest offensive line and he, and he never gets touched, like like in the fucking Mountain West. So he got to fucking improve. And like I, I guess, uh, and, and this is why all the talk from last week, oh, you guys are winning. Why are you so mad about the quarterback? Bruh, because, because the expectations have risen. When you get some sex, you want more sex. That's how it works. Is that, is that am I bunny? Like when you get some sex, you want more fucking sex. You start being a ladies' man, or or I don't I don't even know what the fucking woman equivalent of that is. But you start being a ladies' man, like you start like you start smelling yourself. You start feeling yourself. You want to get more sex. Like we see what the Jets have been this year. They have been good. We we see what they're doing on both sides of the ball. It is good. They are making progress. With that, expectations fucking rise. This is not hard. Expectations fucking rise. If the Jets were 2-5 and five and Zach Wilson was doing this shit, we're having a different conversation. Like, it was just, all right, man, the whole season's about him. Let's, let's see how it goes. And I'm not saying to throw him out. Like, the idea of benching him is so fucking ludicrous, by the way. Bench him for what? Why? Like, why are you benching for Mike White? If you had an established vet for some reason... Like, if this was, like, the Eli Kurt Warner situation from 04, and you wanted to bench him, at least I could squint hard enough and understand why. Because in the right case, you could fucking around and end up in the AFC title game. I wouldn't bet on it. Like, please understand. But, like, with a quarterback of, with that kind of ceiling, it's possible. You're benching Zach Wilson, who has by far the highest ceiling of these quarterbacks. For a guy who has a, for either A, a guy who has just as low a floor and nowhere near the ceiling, or B, an undrafted free agent. Why are you benching Zach Wilson? Why? I mean, or Joe Flacco, I guess. Joe Flacco. Why? The bad vet, the the physically limited young, um, middle age, whatever, whatever 27 is in NFL terms, him, Mike White, or Chris Strebler, who's an undrafted free agent. 
you need to see what you can get out of Zach. Period. That that is the name of the game. Because guess what? If Zach improves, it benefits you in the short term and it benefits you in the long term in a way that it just does not for other quarterbacks. Whatever Mike White does and does even remotely well is not fucking sustainable because the guy can't throw the ball. Like, he is extremely physically limited. Joe Flacco sucks. I don't need to bring that up again. And Chris Trevor was a fucking undrafted free agent. Benching Zach Wilson is fucking ludicrous. Even if I am fatigued with him myself, it is a fucking ludicrous idea. But yeah, it expectations rose. So, and, and the thing is like, it's not like anybody's asking Zach to do some wild, heavy lifting either. Nobody's asking him to be Patrick Mahomes. Nobody's asking him to put the ball up 40 times a game. We're just asking you to be good with the attempts that you do fucking get. And it's been a while since he's been that. Like, I'm not saying Zach was bad against Miami. Zach has had one impressive quarter the entire year. Call it what it is. That's what it is. He's had one impressive quarter the entire time. I'm not saying he hasn't had flashes. I'm not saying he hasn't had moments. He has had, like, again, I'm not saying he was bad against the Miami Dolphins. He's had one impressive quarter the entire year, and that was the fourth quarter against Pittsburgh. Like, it looked, that's what it looked like. In in the entire quarter, that's what it looked like. That's what it's supposed to look like. For somebody who was drafted that high with that kind of arm talent, that's what it was supposed to look like. He's had one impressive quarter the entire year. That is going to get criticized. Simple and plain. Especially, like, the Jets are not Super Bowl contenders. They're a good story, right? And, they they could fuck around and end up in the second round of the playoffs. Like that's that's the kind of NFL where nobody's good. There's like three really dope teams. Then everybody else just depends on the week. That's the NFL we're in. So if the standards are raised and the expectations are raised, the expectation is the expectation is also different for the quarterback. And again, this is not even like we ask him to do a lot. We're just saying don't fuck it up. Like if you do anything, the Jets are going to win a lot of games. Because the defense is ready. The defense is primed and ready. They, they are ready to go. The offense, they got enough support and talent. Granted, like it's going to take an adjustment without Brees Hall, and apparently without Elijah Moore. But they have enough. And speaking of Elijah Moore, um, his quote after the game where they asked him about the, about the chemistry between him and Zach Wilson, he said he don't know, he don't get the ball. A tier. Top tier quote. S tier quote. Top tier. I really enjoy that. That made me laugh. Thank you, Elijah. But um, look, if you're going to, they targeted him once. He caught the ball zero times. Like this is the, I want to say the second time in three weeks. He, he second, no, the last two games he he's had no catches. Look, man, if you're gonna treat him this way, just fucking trade him. You could get some for him now, as opposed to putting him in some fucking self mandated doghouse at the. At the expense of your team, mind you, because they're not better without him. You can say whatever you want. You can hate him, hate the Bible verses, hate his Twitter likes, whatever you want. Fine, do that. But they are worse without him. Like you're not going to sit here and tell me Jeff Smith is better at football. You're not going to tell me Denzel Mims, you know, the, the the previous fucking second rounder who asked for a trade. You're not going to tell me he's better at football either. You're not. Like you're simply, simply playing. You're not going to tell me that, right? So, if you're going to sit there and bench him. And cost your team in the process. I'm not saying they would, they would have won the game if you played more. I'm just saying you you actively put out a worse version of yourself. The majority of that football game that cannot be disputed. If you're going to do that, and Elijah's going to say shit like that about what he said after the game, even though he's not lying, bro, just trade him. If you could get a second, maybe a third round pick for him, trade him. Trade him. If you're not going to fucking use him, trade the guy. Trade him. 
It doesn't have to be this. It doesn't have to be fucking difficult. Like if, if like if it, they said they weren't gonna punish him, they 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 then inactivated him for a game, which is fine. Obviously, you can't run around run around at practice like you're Tupac. I get it. All right, you can't run around like you Pac. I get it. You you deactivated him for a game. Y'all won. Okay. The next game starts and he's still in some kind of dog for wh- why. For what? what? What are you trying to prove here? That that wasn't proven with you know deactivating him for it. What what are you trying to prove here? It is what I sh- simply do not understand. If he's going to be used this way, fucking trade the guy, bro. Simple, trade him. Um, the Brees Hall injury really hurts because he was the home run hitter on the offense, especially given that um, Zach Wilson is, um Garrett Wilson has largely been ignored for three four weeks, even though he had a Big, big game Sunday. Good for him. Um, the lack of Brees Hall really fucking hurts the offense. So, the Jets got to get it together. Um, I've seen some tweets linking Zach Wilson and the play caller. Like, oh, you know, they both got to be better by the end of the year. I'm just like, look, I- I'm not even disputing that I- M- Mike LaFleur has to be better. Sure. I'm just not exactly sure what him being better has to do with the fact that every check down is an adventure with Zach Wilson. He bails empty pockets, um, clean pockets all the fucking time, and he's liable to go complete smooth brain on a given on any given play. Uh, how do you expect Mike LaFleur to coach around all of these things? Like Zach, Zach is the one that got to be better. Mike LaFleur, he just he he just got to keep calling his plays, bro. Keep being competent, I guess, if you want to call it that, because he is at bare minimum competent and would look a lot better if Zach wasn't on the field doing dumb shit all the fucking time. So I'm not sure exactly what we expect Mike LaFleur to be better at. Like, he's doing what he can. Like, the quarterback is not. The quarterback is one of the worst quarterbacks in football right now. That's simple and plain. Look at the stats. Look at the games. It's right there. Nigga, did you know that I can see you? Nigga, you right there. It's on your nose, nigga. Enough about Zachary Wilson and the Jets. Uh, let's look around the league a little bit. All right, so Panthers, Panthers, Falcons. All right, so I know, I, I know everybody knows about the DJ Moore play by now, where he catches the, the the hail mary and then he takes off his helmet, you know, off the field of play, mind you. That's part of the rules. You like you're not you get penalized if you take it off on the field of play. If you're not on the field of play, which DJ Moore was not, you're not supposed to get penalized because there's in that particular case. The um outside the back of the end zone, the sideline is same same shit, different location, basically, right? So here's the thing, man. Like, all right, I, I get the rule says what it says and all that. Okay, cool. But when they say, all right, you can't take off your helmet in excessive celebration. What are you trying to prevent? Are you trying to prevent somebody from getting headbutted? I'm asking this genuinely. Like I, I ask these questions every time this particular topic come up. Like somebody gets called for a big penalty, like with regards to taking it doesn't happen that often, to be fair. But every time it comes up, like what are you trying to prevent? Like are you trying to get prevent somebody from ha- from having their nose broken from from a, from a teammate who happens to be too excited? Because even then, like all right, football players are crazy people, but I think if they see somebody with their helmet off, they're not going to headbutt them. Like, maybe I'm giving them too much credit. But what are you trying to, to prevent? Because it's not like you could take your helmet off just to yell 
and then just have it in your hand still. Like, that's typically not why people, people do it, but uh, why people take out their helmets to celebrate. But given the, con- and also, like, they weren't excessive. Given the context of what just happened in that football game, there was nothing about DJ Moore's reaction that was fucking excessive. He didn't even yell like that. Like, he, he was very, very happy, as he fucking should have been. They scored a game tying touchdown. And what sh- could have been, uh, what could have been, maybe should have been a game uh, go ahead touchdown. But after after the fifteen yard penalty, they missed the fucking kick, and the 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 commentators were villainizing him for it, which which is funny given that um, what is it? I can't remember the guy's name. A, a rules expert on Fox, I believe. I can't remember his name. It's off the top of my head. But he said the the rule was applied incorrectly. Like he was off the field of play, so he shouldn't have been penalized as such. And uh, they they were giving it to DJ Moore on the broadcast and. A part of me understands it, and I'm not here to absolve DJ Moore, even though, again, he was wrongfully called for it in the first place. Fine, you got to know better. Okay, cool. The rule stinks. Sometimes we can just focus on that, and we don't have to, we don't have to go hard in the paint to land base the player. The rule fucking stinks, okay? It's not even rough in the past where, like, all right, at least you could pull up or you can hug the quarterback or whatever bullshit, even though, we, even though that's bullshit, too. This is not even that. Okay, he, he let his emotions get the best of him. Like, what are you protecting when you're telling people to keep their helmet on because they don't, you don't want them to celebrate? I, I just don't get it. Either way, DJ Moore had, what, a 6 for 150 and one line on Sunday? He is alive. That is all. He is alive. Um, Broncos, Jaguars, I... I <sighs> Just, I don't know what to say about 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 Trevor Lawrence at this point. Yes, the Broncos' defense is really good. We established this, and we established this all the last week when Zach Wilson stuck against them too. But the Trevor Lawrence thing looks, him and Zach just that whole quarterback class looks like mid right now. Like Justin Fields has looked better the last three or four weeks. Good for him. Um, and he's a, a great athlete, which is why I wanted him to take, which is why I wanted the Jets to take him in the first place. But it, it, it's, it's looking spooky for Trevor, man. It's looking spooky. He's not looking great. Like, his first however many starts, what, 20, 22, however many starts he's made already, compared to Gardner Minshew's are, like, are very favorable. That's in favor of Gardner Minshew, the, the, the numbers, and Gardner Minshew's not any good either. So it's like, I don't know, man, a little tough. Uh, the Broncos are now 3-5, and five, I guess. Good for them. Russell Wilson looks a lot better. Um. It's amazing to me that Melvin Gordon is now a, a, taking a backseat to Latavius Murray, despite the fact that he was sharing touches with a second-round draft pick and running back before Javante Williams unfortunately went down with injury. That uh, that's just fucking brilliant coaching, by the way. Just lovely, brilliant, beautiful, amazing. So, yeah, man. Um, we'll see what the Broncos end up doing. They can still they can still make some noise again. The AFC and the NFC both kind of stink. The NFL kind of stinks. They ain't no good team. So somebody who's three and five right now, they got hope. They got more hope than they would in previous prior prior years. The Raiders Saints, hey man, Devontae Adams had one catch for three yards, and and one one carry for for negative one. So he had two touches for two yards, bro. The Devontae Adams leaving. Just, this is the rare case where nobody wins. The Packers lose. Rogers loses. Adams loses. I, I mean, the Raiders lose, even though like. What they what they did was fine. 
But you brought in Josh McDaniels, who stinks. I, I don't know how many head coaching opportunities you're going to get to prove that he stinks before we, we just kind of acknowledge, okay, okay, he stinks. He stunk in Denver. He was along for the ride in New England for, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the most part. He stinks now. They're two and fucking five after making the playoffs last year. Derek Carr looks like he's regressed. Granted, I've, I've never really been a big Derek Carr fan in the first place, but the fact of the matter is he had a really good league. He had a really good year last year. He looks like he's fucking regressed, despite the fact that McDaniels is an offensive genius. They just got blinked in fucking in, in, in the Superdome, and Derek Carr got benched, and he averaged 3.9 yards an attempt. The Raiders look like fucking boo-boo. Steelers, Eagles, I, I don't have nothing to say about this, but thank you, Pittsburgh, for playing defense uh, on A.J. Brown the way you did on Sunday. Because I ha- as as uh, A.J. Brown is my favorite receiver in the league, as is, as is known by now for, for some of y'all, and I have a lot of him in fantasy football. So thank you. Thank you for playing him the way you did on Sunday, uh, uh, Pittsburgh. I, I appreciate you. I love you for it. And, and also, that Najee Harris pick looks real funny in the light. Um, like, but what he had what eight carries for forty yards, I believe, eight for thirty-two. Excuse me, and he he is a relent. He dances more than fucking Pico Marion in the backfield at all times, and it 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 makes very little sense. Um, taking him in the first round when you already had had a bad offensive line was really stupid, and I mean here we are. Their, their backup running back is clearly outplaying him, but it's not going to get. He's not going to get that job because, well, they didn't spend a first-round pick on him. You know, politics. You know how it goes. But I remember the arguments over that. Well, 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 why shouldn't the Steelers take the best? Why shouldn't the Steelers take the best player available? Is is because PFF says running backs don't matter. Running backs matter. The run game matters. You got to establish it. I remember all of that caveman shit that I heard over the Najee Harris pick when it was made. And now Najee Harris looks like more decorated Trent Richardson. Good luck with that, yo. Enjoy. Good luck. Giants, Seahawks. I'm so glad that Geno Smith is 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 succeeding. Just, all right, let me go on my hater bag real fast. Semi hater bag. Um, Geno Smith losing his job because he got punched in the face never sat well with me. I don't even care why he got what. Well, the the circumstance for which he got punched in the face. Don't make me believe, like, wow, he does, he had that coming. Just, he didn't. So he lost his job because he got punched in the face. Ryan Fitzpatrick came in, threw the Jet season away, and then Geno never got another shot as a Jet. Or at least never got another shot to actually have the position and start and know that he's a starter for the New York Jets. And that coming from a, another black man, Todd Bowles, irritated the fuck out of me and still irritates the fuck out of me to this day because it's not even like you can say well Ryan Fitzpatrick just accomplished he's not Ryan Fitzpatrick is a is a playoff type of quarterback he's not Ryan Fitzpatrick is a good quarterback he's not he's none of those things there was no real reason after the 2015 season to, to kiss Ryan Fitzpatrick's ass to the point where you had all the players doing it you, you had all the players begging on behalf um be, begging management yeah, Todd Bowles talking about he's our quarterback when he wasn't even fucking there and he was holding out for more money. There, there was no need. He, he, he has a, he has not accomplished anywhere near enough for for that kind of treatment. And Todd Bowles let that happen for reasons. All right, I'm not going to go into the reasons. 
So watching Todd Bowles flounder and watching Geno Smith thrive is just nirvana for me, bro. It, it is it is the earth, it is nature here. It is beautiful. I love it. I love Geno. I love the fact that he's fucking thriving. Seahawks are five and three. That's good for them. Pete Carroll's getting the last laugh in a massive, massive way. Good for them. Happy for them. Packers, Bills, that shit was just... Get Aaron Rodgers a wide receiver. I mean, then again, you know what, though? The, the, the Packers are 3-5, and five, bro. Don't even, don't even trade no high capital for no wide receiver. If you want to sign Odell, go right ahead. Outside of that, like, it's... They're not it. The Packers are not it. And... Again, that that to 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 belabor the point about drafting running backs, like the, the drafting of AJ Dillon in a vacuum wasn't the issue. The drafting of AJ Dillon and Jordan Love, even though in a vacuum I don't have a problem with either of those picks, it's the combination of both of them after you just made an NFC title game is wild behavior. Because you drafted a quarterback who cannot help you because Rodgers is not getting benched, and you're drafting a what at that point was a backup running back and shit. What still looks like a backup running back because Aaron Jones is still fucking great. And A.J. Dillon is clearly worse and clearly his fucking understudy. And then you wonder why you don't have any fucking wide receivers. I wonder fucking why. You keep doing that shit. And then this past year, they drafted a bunch of defensive players to begin to do it. I don't blame them for But they've missed... They're treating Aaron Rodgers like he's a 26-year-old. Like, all right, we have Aaron Rodgers be good. But that's not how it works anymore. He's old. He's old. Everybody gets old, bro. Everybody gets old. Aaron Rodgers is old. Do I think he's still good? Hell yeah. He can still fucking spin it. I get it. He's old. He is 38. Bro, he's old. You got to give him help. Like, I don't blame them for the Devontae Adams thing. A lot of people do. I don't think they read the story or, or care for the story. Devontae Adams wanted to be a Raider. That was a lifelong dream of his. Derek Carr is his best friend. The Packers offered him more money. He said no. Now, could you, could you say that they should have franchised him and made it hard for him? Sure. They did right by the guy. I'm not here to tell them that they're right or wrong for it. They care for the player that gave them seven or eight whatever great years. Hey, man, that's how you want to get down. That's why. That's how you want to get down. To me, it's good organizational practice, even if you might be cutting off your own nose to spite your face in the in the name of good behavior. But you got to give him wide receivers, man. Like he's 38. Like yeah, he's still great. Is he gonna? Is he carry your offense no matter who's out there? Kind of great? No, he's just not. Which is fine. You have to adjust, and you have to give him more weapons than, than, than they have given him. And on that note, I'd like to implore you to listen to the middle initial podcast with myself, Andrew L. Case, and Jude A. Jackson as we discuss current sports topics, and watch my YouTube show, The Underdog Fantasy Football Show, every Sunday um, from 12 to 1. I am on with, with my brother, Mr. Coley Mick, as we discuss fantasy football topics. We take your start sit questions, your who to stash question, who to trade for, whatever question you got, we find them intriguing, we're going to put them on air, we're going to answer them. So rate, review, rate, review, and subscribe for, for both of those shows, especially the underdog one, and I will see you when I see you. Create, explore, expand, concord. I came, I saw, I came, I saw, I prayed.